Well, hello, everybody. This is DJ Star Sage, and welcome to episode 40 of The Far Away Nearby, Nurturing Your Inner Child. So, uh, in honor of our entrance into the Vogue Network family, the Voice of Geeks, we're dedicating this episode to all of our nerd and gamer listeners out there, and of course, our inner child. Because sometimes the day-to-day responsibilities of being an adult can weigh you down a little, and little is more comforting than your favorite snack and a game controller in your hand. But before we take a trip down memory lane, let's check in and find out what's new in the land of far and near. Hello, princess. How are you? I am wonderful. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty all right. What's new with you? What have you been up to? Oh, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. The busy life of a princess. <laughs> this week has been pretty interesting for me. As you know, and some of our, our listeners probably don't know, I am sober for a few years now. There was a gathering this weekend of me and some friends at a nearby hotel. So I been busy with that all weekend. Mm-hmm. It was uh, pretty interesting. Um, heard some people from out of town that came in to chat. It's kind of like a, a convention of sorts. Oh. So that was my weekend. And then I just got back from lunch with a good friend of mine, Jane. Uh-huh. She, she's she been a, a good friend for a few years now. We just, we went to this local restaurant that I haven't tried before. Their theme, they have a, a theme of um, music and breakfast foods, a certain oh. breakfast food. They serve waffles, all mm-hmm. sorts of types. They have, um, I believe she got one that was was based on like Elvis Presley, you know, how he had the peanut butter, banana. Um, I think there was bacon maybe in it. Oh, yeah. Yes. So, so I tried some of that. That was delicious. Um, and I tried a bacon, egg, and cheese stuffed waffle. That was pretty tasty. And I also had to try another waffle that was stuffed with um, turkey and mozzarella and spinach. Ooh. And there was a local like folk music group that was playing there. So that was pretty nice. So we got some tunes and had a nice chat. Hmm. Now, waffles are pretty popular right now because um, I'm not sure you've caught it, but there is a sci-fi series on Netflix that started the other year. It's an original series called Stranger Things. Oh, yes. I've watched that. I've watched both seasons. Oh, and and Big we fan. were just out at the Target and <laughs> some of the toys in the, you know, the video department there. Uh-huh. And it's really cool. There's all sorts of retro stuff. They even have an Eggo Waffle card game based on Eleven. Oh, really? Yeah, it was cute. <laughs> and you said that you've known Jane for a while? Yes. Okay. Do, do you and Jane get to hang out very often? Not as often as I that as we would like because she has a pretty busy schedule. You know, we do. We actually live very close to each other. I moved to her neck of the woods a few months back. So we're trying to get together a little 
little bit more. We try to, you know, Sundays, usually we grab like um, a brunch or something like that to just catch up and have a little girl time. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So you you moved to be closer to her once you started the new chapter in your life? So I happened to find a place and I, I fell in love with the place instantly. It was in my price range. So I moved in. It happens to be she lives um, on a side street nearby. So it just kind of works out that we get to actually probably see each other now a little bit more than we did before because we are so close. Usually we we talk about uh, the highs and lows of our weeks, but I think all things considered, you've had enough lows that the high points are the more important thing. Absolutely. How was your week? Well, it's been quite an adventure of late. And for the, I would say that the... Uh, the low point of my week was that the uh, the changing weather of late has caused delays in my commute. And the other day we had the uh, the winter storm Quinn, and oh, yes. it ended up doubling my drive into work. But ironically, since I gave myself that extra time, I ended up getting into work even earlier than I needed to be. And it was a welcome experience driving in because the road seemed deserted. Mm. <laughs> I don't know if maybe that that meant that I was crazy to be out on them, but I did have snow tires. So <laughs> it made me feel better about, uh, you know, waking up and maybe skipping a shower that day. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think snow tires are definitely something I'm going to invest in next year. Oh my goodness! I I I, I have uh, you know I have two pieces of good luck. I finally got a new car because my husband worked magic with our credit through buying this house, and then I also well he did actually he made the decision for me when I got a flat back in October ish. That uh, what's the point of getting the the flat fixed? We might as well just get the winter tires for you. <laughs> right. Yeah. So they are very handy. But those listening to my other show, surely you jest, you'll have a little few more of the details. But basically, we have been on a journey since the holidays with my husband's health. And I'll try not to focus too much on that, but basically uh we're we're turning the page because it's been a month since my husband's surgery. He had a lymph node removed a month ago. And that was the result of an infection he had over the holidays. Basically, when they get to that point where they say that we need to do surgery, it's because that's got to come out. You know, like it's like having uh, swollen tonsils. If they're not going to improve, you've got to have that taken out. Otherwise, you risk spreading infection in the body. The hope was, of course, that that was going to improve things. But as it turns out, he still has uh, some of those same symptoms in other parts of his body. And come to find out through doing some reading on his own, he may be affected by something that medicine is still learning about, which is called thoracic output syndrome. Mm, That sounds serious. Thoracic output syndrome is something that is a condition in your upper body where you have all these right angles, basically where your neck meets your shoulders and your arms meet your shoulders. You've got all sorts of nerves and muscles and bone in there. And just like having a closet that's crammed full of things hanging up, you can get things pinched in the nerves and muscles in your upper body, especially if you have had a past injury. 
But mm-hmm. all of these symptoms that you can experience through what basically is still being identified can cause, I guess you'd call them false positives. It makes your doctor think you have this instead of that. So mm. hubby is has gone in for an MRI and they're hoping to find out more soon. It's entirely possible that he has a pinched nerve in his arm and he went into the ER just the other day actually after the MRI because he's been having these pains for months and the ER doctor gave him an anti-inflammatory and what's special about that is that it's supposed to reduce swelling and all in all uh, we are hopeful that we are going to be turning a page shortly because the anti-inflammatory has actually given him back some of the mobility that he had lost months ago. And mm. he will be able to go into the doctors soon to tell them, hey, look, this worked. So maybe it's not what you think it was. Maybe we've got a new direction to go in. Mm. Yeah, the low point was the weather, but the high point was that we have learned a lot about Billy's condition recently. And hopefully oh that means we're turning a page shortly. So... Yes, hopefully. Now that we've checked in on our weeks, we're going to go ahead and put on our nerd glasses and embrace our inner child. So, Princess, uh, I hope you have, uh, you know, put on your thinking cap here and you're ready to go back to the days of, of your youth. Games help us rediscover that excitement, that inner child of ours. And I think that's something that we get away from as adults. We get bogged down in the details and responsibilities of being an adult and you know being a responsible person. So mm-hmm. I think that in order for us to enjoy life, we, we have to have more of that. We have to have more distractions, more fun, more games. And I think that in part, that's what has sparked the interest in some of that childhood stuff like if you go into stores, they have coloring books now for adults. Have you seen these? Yes. Oh, yes. I actually own a couple myself. Oh, awesome. I'm, yes. I'm tempted to get some myself, although I... Well, I like it because it's it's very relaxing and you don't really have to focus on it. So sometimes if I'm like watching TV or listening to someone, I'll, you know, get out the coloring book and it's almost like a little form of meditation. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you tell our listeners what was your favorite childhood toy? What was that thing that you had to bring with you when you went to a friend's house? Well, I'm sure this will come as no surprise to you or our listeners, but I have to say Barbies were my favorite toy. Mm-hmm. Um, I was very meticulous about my Barbies. Um, I had, I can't even tell you how many Barbies I had, but I had like a little suitcase for them. So if I went to a friend's house, I would pack their clothes and my Barbies and their hair was brushed and I'd go to my friend's house and their Barbies hair was a mess and the the clothes were everywhere. Um, so I wouldn't let anyone else play with my Barbies. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I was really into Barbies for probably a lot longer than I should have been. Um, <laughs> I definitely had a dream house. I had the the red Corvette. I had so many accessories and things. Um, one of my favorite things 
was, or memories I should say, is going to um, out to eat with my parents. And there was a toy store directly across the street. So I'd always ask them if I behaved, could I get a toy afterwards? And I'm an only child, as I, you know, mentioned in our first episode. So, of course, my wishes were granted. And uh, it was usually a new Barbie or Barbie accessory, um, something like that. I had a camper. There's actually um, a TV show that uh, my, my friend's niece was watching one day. And I didn't know about it, but it's called Barbie Life in the Dream House. Oh, wow. And it it really brought me back to, you know, that time period because um, it's actually a pretty funny show. I, it's, I think it's for kids, but as an adult, I enjoyed it, too. Uh-huh. Um, they have episodes on YouTube. So, of course, I watch some of those. And um, it's it's pretty funny because, it you know, there's like this one episode where... Um, Barbie needs to be a vet or something like that. And she goes up to her closet and she says, oh, I think I was a vet at one point. You know, and so she has her like astronaut here and her doctor outfit here because Barbie had so many different, you know, professions uh, throughout the years. Mm-hmm. So it's it's really funny. And we'll stop talking about Barbies now because <laughs> I'm an adult. You know, I miss those days. That was definitely my favorite toy how about you well it's interesting that you mentioned the barbies now that wasn't my favorite toy but i i learned a little bit about myself when my sisters were in home ec class and they they made dollhouses mm. they brought them home and i thought that they were just a great little thing to play with because it was like a little miniature you know movie set or a tv show set mm-hmm. and um my dad was a building contractor, so maybe in some small way I was trying to, you know, uh, make him proud of something I was doing. But I saw the dollhouse and I thought to myself, I could make this better. This is fun. And I asked my sister's permission, of course, but these were dollhouses that they had made out of cardboard. And before I knew it, I was remodeling their dollhouses in fact (laughs) mom and dad built a couple of houses when i was growing up it seemed like every few years we would build another one and move so my dad had these books of wallpaper samples and i would tear out pages and voila i had wall-to-wall wallpaper for a dollhouse (laughs) very crafty My favorite toy was in a similar realm when I was a kid. There used to be these kind of building blocks that you could make creations with. And their time has come and passed, but they're very collectible nowadays. They were called constructs. And it's C-O-N-S-T-R-U-X. They were kind of um, a, a continuation of the old metal erector sets that were back in the day. And, of course, everything in the 80s was about modern technology. So they were bright colors and they were plastic. And Mm -hmm. uh, that was my favorite toy as a kid is I had all these sets of constructs and they came in themed sets. You had the, uh, the space set 
that came with glow-in-the-dark pieces and you could be the good guy or the bad guy. Of course, just like cowboys and Indians, they were uh, like a, a white suit or a black suit to tell you that it was a dark or a bad guy or a good guy. And then mm-hmm. uh, you had the lights and sound and then you also had the motors so you could put them all together. And at one point, I actually made a little robot. And because I was an odd child, somewhere in my collection, I have a picture of a robot with a sword standing in front of the toilet guarding it. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, uh, in some ways that explains a lot. But um, <laughs> I, I was my father's child. Ah, so what was your favorite childhood cartoon or TV show? What did you watch when you were a kid? I had a few of them, but continuing on the creative streak of the Barbie dolls, one of my favorite cartoons as a kid was something that I never had as far as the toys. I only had one working parent at the time, and I had plenty of friends that I envied their toys because both their folks brought home a paycheck. Right, right. So the one that I was most jealous of was the girl down the street. No, she had all the figures for She-Ra. <laughs> and She-Ra was one of my favorite cartoons as a kid because it was sort of a spinoff of He-Man. Right, yep. But I thought that it was better than He-Man because unlike He-Man where he's just this this chauvinist ogre when he raises his sword and transforms and says, I have the power. Cause of course a man's going to say that he has power. She uh-huh. when she rose her, when she raised her sword to transform, she said for the honor of grace gull. So she's doing what's honorable and not what's, you know, power. And her gotcha. sword had a jewel in the middle of it. And instead of lightning coming down like He-Man, but when she transformed, there were like fireworks and there were spirals and swirls on the screen. And so it was like she was at a party and He-Man was just standing on top of Mount Olympus. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, she got around on a unicorn that could fly. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, who wouldn't be impressed with a unicorn? Exactly. And so, Come of course, <laughs> my, my good friend that had all the She-Ra toys was my favorite friend to hang out with because I would watch She-Ra with her and then I would play with all of her toys. <laughs> <laughs> so, Princess, what was your favorite childhood cartoon or show? Um, So I was thinking about this. I'm a total 90s baby. So I like all, I I watched a lot of Nickelodeon, but one of the shows that stood out for me in my memory was Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Uh But I remember it was on in the mornings before school. Mm-hmm. So I would watch that and I just, I wanted to be the pink ranger. I still want to be the pink ranger. Um, <laughs> but I, I love the, I think it was the fact that like there's these teenagers and they all seem so cool. And then they got to like transform into these powerhouses that were like defeating these monsters on a weekly basis. And I think it was Rita was the the evil genius that was like up in the sky that was sending these monsters down. I had a huge crush on the Red Ranger. I thought he was like so dreamy. I don't even remember what his name was. <laughs> I definitely love the Power Rangers. There was another show that was on, I believe, in the mornings. It was called James Bond Jr. Hmm. And that has always stuck out in my mind because I also had a bit of a crush on a cartoon. Oh. Um, 
I remember my mom got me a James Bond Jr. action figure, and I used to make him kiss my Barbies. Aww. <laughs> and then, you know, just various Nickelodeon shows, like I love the Rugrats and Doug. What else was there? Clarissa Explains It All. So I, I don't know. I have a laundry list of of shows that I watched back in the I used to be a, a Nickelodeon junkie, so... Yeah, did you have friends that also liked the Power Rangers? Yes, I did. My friends liked it. Um, I think we dressed up one year. We didn't have five of us, but there were a couple of us. So I got to be the Pink Ranger and, you know, it was it was fun. So, yeah, I, I definitely had some friends that were into it. I mean, for a girl, it was at the time, it was a little hard to find other girls that were into it. Uh-huh. So, yeah. I didn't, I, you know, I haven't really thought about it much. But if if you if you look at it in a little more detail, really, it was a very diverse show because it didn't mm-hmm. matter, mm-hmm. you know, who was each each role. Each one was part of a team. Right, right. They they all came together to defeat the monsters, and they were all different backgrounds, you know. So I I think that was one of the things that drew me to the show, being a little different myself and not necessarily fitting the mold. Mm-hmm. Um, I could. I could relate to the Power Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> I know you were talking about your your family there for a little while. So did you guys, uh, do you have any special memories of like playing any games with them or? I remember there were times that mom and dad would be in the dining room and, you know, they'd either be looking over bills or whatever, or they'd be playing a game. And it seemed usually that when my siblings were at the table, they would be playing cards with mom and dad. And I think it's interesting because you would think that I would have learned to play cards because <laughs> I played it. But mm-hmm. for whatever reason, I decided that it wasn't cool and I had no interest. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I remember them playing things like Uno. Yeah, I remember mom and dad playing games with my siblings. And I remember them playing Uno. And more recently, a few years back, before the uh, Cards Against humanity game came out which coincidentally i did a little bit of looking into it princess and apparently cards against humanity came out the year that billy and i were married so of course we couldn't have played it at my wedding reception because it wasn't out just yet (laughs) but i played something that was similar to with my family for a few years it was called apples to apples Yes. More recently, my one nephew who just turned, I want to say 17 this last year, has become notorious in playing games because he's that one person that apparently no one wants to play Monopoly with. Oh, really? Why is that? <laughs> just because uh, I, uh, you know, I guess maybe he it might be a tycoon where he gets the property ah. and he's not forgiving when someone lands on his space. He wants his friend. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, In actuality, I'm remembering now that Monopoly was one of those games that my family liked to play, too. What about you? I know that you're an only child, but did mom and dad play games when friends came over or when you had friends over? Well, it's funny that you mentioned Monopoly. I was thinking about that because that was one of the games that I I did play with my parents. My mom, I asked for uh, it one year for Christmas. And my mom got it for me, but she absolutely hated playing with me because she said the game took too long. But, you know, as a child and I being an only child, she couldn't pass me off to a sibling or anything. Um, (laughs) So she did get stuck playing sometimes with me um, begrudgingly. But 
Um, I did learn in later years, because everybody always says, oh, Monopoly takes so long, Monopoly takes so long. If you actually follow the rules of Monopoly, mm -hmm. the game really isn't that long. Yeah, It's pretty it's pretty quick, but it's when you get into the whole um, making deals and making side deals that it, it actually messes up the game. And I've tested this a few times with some friends where we've actually stuck to the rules that are included with Monopoly. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the game maybe takes about an hour or so to get through. So it's really not it's really not that long of a game as it seemed back in the day. I played um, Uno with friends as well. There was also in the 90s, there was this game called Mall Madness. Mm-hmm that um, my mother would sometimes get stuck playing with me or, you know, if I had girlfriends over, we'd play. It was this uh, shopping game and it had like two levels to it, I think. And you had like a fake credit card and I don't really know what the purpose was, but <laughs> <laughs> it was fun and I liked it and it made noise. So that was fun. I remember in maybe my teenage years or a little bit, a little bit past that early twenties, um, when I was still drinking, some of my friends and I would get together, we'd have some drinks and we'd play cards or we played this game called Skippo. Uh -huh. I don't know if you've heard of that, it's a, another card game. I still like to play uh, those games sometimes with friends. Like Cards Against Humanity is definitely one of those games that I will gladly participate in if somebody whips. If you like this show, head on over to Vogue Network, the voice of geeks where you'll find podcasts on subjects ranging from video gaming to nerd culture, like the long-running Orange Lounge Radio, for all things gaming, and British Invaders, for sci-fi produced across the pond, over at bognetwork.com. You always um, learn things about the, the people you're playing with when you go for those games, like when we oh, were... Yes. <laughs> you know, when we were at the Farpoint convention, Billy and I shared a room with Toppy Smelly, and we had probably about 11 people in our room. And mm. so much fun because the person who ended up winning the game was mm. the most quietly kept one who was actually a teacher. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, people definitely show their true colors in that game. So what was the first video gaming system you had? My first memory of having a game system was when my dad bought an Atari system. Oh. Back mm -hmm. in the day, there was the Sears catalog. So you can buy everything under the sun that your family needs. Hmm. He bought a game system so that we would have something for everyone. Now, of course, since dad was a stay-at-home parent, it was secretly his toy. <laughs> you, know, you know, the rest of us got to use it. Right, right. But, um, right. My dad was one of those people who had a strong interest in Pac-Man when it came out. Mm. And in fact, back in the day, my one sister, Betty, liked to do arts and crafts. And she did, you know, one of those latch hook rugs. Mm -hmm. And she did one to celebrate my dad's high score on Pac-Man. <laughs> when I was old enough that I could play the games on my own, the Nintendo Entertainment System had just come out. Oh. Well, my dad bought the Nintendo thinking, this is going to be just like Atari. There's going to be a whole new world <laughs> of games. And well, my dad hooked it up, turned it on, played Mario Brothers for his first time. And he sat down to the controller very frustrated because <laughs> he said to me, this is too fast. Uh -huh. 
I can't play this because you have to be quicker at it than I can be. So it wasn't a middle of the road game anymore. You had to be, you know, young and quick with your responses. So mm-hmm. he said, I'm not going to play this. You can, you can have it. So I, <laughs> what about you? What, what was the first system that you guys had? Did you have a game system in your house? Yeah, it was actually the same for me. It was a Nintendo. It's the first one that I had, you know, being an only, I didn't have to, share the system with anyone but i had to share the tv with my parents so it was always kind of like a battle to get them to set it up for me because things weren't as easy you know back then to set up as they are now well because of course you know uh, you didn't want to screw it up because mom might be recording her show right exactly (laughs) but i remember when uh the nintendos came out i didn't get one right away I know after they were out for a little while and I had a babysitter down the street that had one at her house and I really liked playing it. So I convinced my parents to get me one as well. I remember obviously playing Mario and then there was also, but that game called Duck Hunt uh-huh. and it had a separate like controller gun. I, a lot of times I would prefer to play Duck Hunt over Mario because like you were saying with your dad said, you have to be really fast. I felt like Duck Hunt was just like so much simpler than Mario and you didn't have to worry about falling off off of uh, ledges and stuff. That's always my go-to for video games because that's the first game that I played and that's really the only game that I've ever been semi-decent at. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but it, it took a lot of practice and a lot of trial and error. And and then as an adult, the first system that I got was a Wii. Mm-hmm. Um, my uh, significant other at the time bought it for me as a gift. It was actually um, pretty, it was kind of cute. And he got me like this little Wii remote uh, Pez dispenser. Uh-huh. And, you know, he's like, I'm sorry, I couldn't do it. And then he went into the other room and brought out the Wii and, you know, got it for me. And we we would play that a lot. Did you have a favorite video game when you were a kid? Because you, you already said that you the system you had was Nintendo. Was there one game in particular for the Nintendo that you always had to play? I think you'd mentioned Duck Hunt. Yes. Was that the one? Um, yeah, Duck Hunt or Mario. Um, I was probably into Mario a lot, but um, Duck Hunt was was definitely up there as well. And um, there were other games for the Nintendo, like Tetris and um, Rampage, which I think they're making a movie of now, which is kind of weird. I don't know if you ever played that game. It's kind of like a Godzilla um type gorilla going around or ape mm-hmm. going around cities and destroying it and basically like you advance to the next level by destroying a city oh that was the weirdest coincidence because uh, yes. <laughs> the, the, the listeners may not know but you and i went out to lunch the other weekend mm-hmm. and as we were leaving the coffee shop do you want to tell them what happened oh yeah <laughs> well we were we were discussing our show topic and I had mentioned Rampage, and we were talking about the the movie, um, and somebody from, I, I don't even know where he came from, but he said, oh, they have it on this um, this platform or this app 
on the, uh, I think he had an iPad or something. It was mm. called Midway, something Midway. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I went home after that conversation because um, that was like the strangest. We happened to be talking about a random game from the 90s and some guy was playing it. <laughs> when we're at the on his on his tablet at the cafe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um I, I went home and I tried to download it because I was like, oh, I haven't seen that game in forever. Like, what are the odds? And um with the iPhones, they have to be the apps have to be updated for uh-huh. that specific version. And that particular app hasn't been updated for the latest iPhone update. So I wasn't able to download it and i was very disappointed well that sucks now if, <laughs> i think that if you you know uh you're using chrome to talk to me right now mm-hmm. i think if you go into the uh the chrome store sometimes mm-hmm. they have versions of games that you can play in your browser right you yep. might have it there but yeah it was the strangest coincidence the princess and mm-hmm. i were just talking about this game and on our way out of the door at the coffee shop, uh, this guy, uh, his, his ears perked up like a dog. <laughs> uh, he was just like, Oh, you know, I, I heard about that. They're making a movie. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was a weird kind of thing mm-hmm. of all, of all the games and things to be talking about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, ask so, the version of the question. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's fine. Um, wait, wait, what question are we on here? No. Oh, um, so what what were your favorite video games? Well, um, I started playing Mario and for a long time that used to be my favorite because uh as a Christmas gift one year, mom and dad decided that they were going to get me Nintendo Power magazine. Oh, I don't think I've ever heard of that. It doesn't exist anymore, but back in the day, it was the ultimate guide to all the games on the Nintendo system. And at one point, they actually had little walkthroughs of the games themselves. But uh, Nintendo, in an effort to get people to sign up for it, because, you know, like if you're in a department store or something, they offer you a special, if, if you sign up for this magazine, you get it at a special price. Mm-hmm. Uh, in that same way, Nintendo back in the day had special offers for if you signed up for a year, you would get a free gift, kind of like Sports Illustrated used to do back in the day. You got that, you know, dang football phone they used to advertise. <laughs> but Nintendo did one better when you signed up for a year, or maybe it was two. Uh, if you signed up for the magazine for a whole year, you would get a free game with your first issue. Ooh. So for many years, uh, or maybe it only seemed like many years, but for several years, mom and dad would get me that magazine. And I remembered the first game that I got with it was called Dragon Warrior. And that set the tone for many years for me because Dragon Warrior was sort of a quest. It's what they call a role-playing game. And so... Mm. Unlike Mario, where you just go from point A to point B and you pick up things along the way, with the role-playing games, you're playing a character and you often have kind of a map that you have to work your way through. So, you know, you've, you've got to go to the city, you got to go to the castle, and you got to go to the village, and you collect these things. And there are 
um, special items. Like, you you know, you get a sword or you get a magic sword or you learn a spell. And I was just hooked from that moment. So Dragon Warrior was my gateway. And Dragon Warrior was actually the American version of a game that had many installments over yes. hand. Because whenever they make something overseas, whenever they adapt it, they sometimes change the name. And when it came to America, that name was already being used. It was called Dragon Quest in Japan. Okay. And they had to change the name to Dragon Warrior. But Dragon Warrior used to be my favorite game. And that introduced me to a game that still exists now called The Legend of Zelda, of course. Mm-hmm. And some of my earliest memories of Legend of Zelda, because I didn't own a copy. Games were expensive back in the day. I rented it. And I remember playing it in the dark. And I was so frightened by the dungeons that you played in with all the bad guys that I couldn't play that game in the dark again. In fact, Uh that was a time when The X-Files was a TV series and was on TV new. I could not watch that show without the lights on. Uh So Uh it, it was sort of that time frame where everything scary to me was in the dark and the dungeons and Legend of Zelda frightened me. But I was also kind of like the kid that's watching a movie he shouldn't. You peek through your fingers. You're not supposed to see. I had to keep playing the game because I had to get over my fear. Right, right. To this day, The Legend of Zelda is still my favorite series. Carried over from childhood. Absolutely. That's that's a good one. So when was the last time you played a video game, Princess? Um, the last time I played a video game, it's been a while. Um, I don't currently have any gaming systems myself. Um, the last time I actually played a game, it's kind of funny. I think this is another thing we were talking about. There's um, a local bar restaurant mm-hmm. that um, has like old um, arcade games. The, the place is just filled with arcade games and pinball machines and um, that sort of thing. So I went there a few weeks ago with some friends for the first time. And um, I played Pac-Man, which I haven't played in like forever. So that was actually the last game, video game that I played, um, even though it's not like a current game. Um, But thinking back to the last time I actually played anything was, um, there was a game for PlayStation that was called Little Big Planet. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of that, but you basically have these little um, like uh, sock puppets uh-huh. that you can design. You can give them different um, different fabric. You know, you can uh, d- give them little outfits and you know do their hair. They're kind of these like crazy looking monster things, but they're cute. Um, and you go to different levels and different worlds and just kind of play through the games uh, or through the level. And it's, I believe it's a two player game. So um, I could, you know, play it with a friend and um, my, my ex and I used to play it a lot together. Um, we, you could also like design your own world um, and your own little, uh, like I said, it's called Little Big Planet. Mm-hmm. It was actually voted, I think, game of the year several years ago um and they came out with like some special edition 
but it was pretty fun and you could like connect online and visit other players uh worlds that they designed and it was it was a simple game but you had a lot of like creativity in there as well yeah some of the levels were pretty fun so that was actually probably like the last video game um that i played that was like newer-ish and you said that in it the characters are sock puppets yes how was your sock puppet like, um i think i had a i had a girl and she had some blue hair and um she was kind of like a little punk um so she had like these blue pigtails i believe and um this like little skirt this black skirt with like a hot pink top with like a skull on it or something mm -hmm. <laughs> that was my little my little puppet <laughs> did she have a name uh, no i don't i don't think that they had names oh okay it sounds fun i mean uh, <laughs> you know uh, puppets themselves can be can be quite entertaining um uh, but yeah okay right. so how about you what's the last game you played i know you're a bit of a gamer right i'm trying to be actually um that that's part of the charm of this topic we're talking about because but the the last time that i played a game it was probably just a week ago or so part of our entrance into the bog network uh is a journey of rediscovering some of that childhood excitement that i at least i myself am going to make an effort to get more involved with playing games it is relaxing it, it's uh you know providing a welcome distraction and i have decided to start a present presence on twitch it's essentially the youtube of video gaming mm -hmm. and it's spelled t-w-i-t-c-h kind of like if you get a wink in your eye it's a twitch mm -hmm. but it's twitch.tv and of course i'm dj star sage there now last week i think it was i played star trek online mm -hmm. which is just this amazing thing because with this idea of having a game where you could have a character and you could interact with other people through the internet, just like World of Warcraft, which is one of the most popular online games. Yeah. And so they created Star Trek Online. And as they say, the uh, the heavens just opened uh -huh. for the fans because it, it introduced unlimited possibilities. You could now be an alien yourself and you could be the captain of a ship or you could be an admiral or whatever you want. Uh -huh. So on uh, on Twitch, I am showing you my character, which is a Romulan. So I play Star Trek Online. I'm at a point where I'm playing an adventure where you go to an alternate timeline. There's this thing called the Mirror Universe. Mm -hmm. And the idea is that in the Mirror Universe, all those little hidden aspects of you that maybe aren't explored, where you keep it kind of in check, come out to play. So you, you have these characters that are normally good persons at heart in the normal universe while well, they're just dastardly villains in the mirror universe. Ah. So it's it's a fun game to play. And that's just, you know, the latest uh, adventure that I'm playing. One of the nice things about Star Trek Online is that these missions that you go on, they are literally missions. As the captain of your own ship, you can choose to accept that mission or to decline it and go on to the next one. Mm. So, Princess, what are your favorite types of video games? Um, The games I find myself playing nowadays are more like things on my smartphone that I can 
you know, easily kind of download and just click a few buttons and doesn't take too much concentration. Um, mm-hmm. So like Candy Crush is definitely one of the games that I play a lot. Um, I just found this new game. It's kind of like a, a brick breaking game. You match up the colors. It's called Toon Blast, but mm-hmm. you match up the colors and it has, you know, different levels and um I've been finding myself playing that a lot these days when I'm like watching TV or something. I'm a multitasker, so it's hard for me to focus on one thing and I get I get frustrated kind of easily. Yeah. For me, playing a video game, um, as I said, my ex was a pretty big video gamer. So, you know, I'd watch him play and uh, some of the games that they have, like he, one of the games that he played was Uncharted. So like the graphics in there are just like so cool and it's, um, it's almost almost like watching a movie. So, you know, I, it wasn't any big deal for me to sit there and watch him play through these levels because it's, you know, there's a whole storyline and, and things like that. So, As I was saying about my first, my, my favorite game, it was Dragon Warrior. It was what introduced me to role-playing games. So mm-hmm. I like, I like games that are, I guess, kind of drawn out because I don't want it to be over with. Just like watching your favorite movie mm-hmm. or, or going on a trip. I don't want it to be over. So I like my games to be longer. I like there to be something involved and role-playing games seem to fit that bill because, you know, you, you have this adventure where you're picking up things along the way and you have a goal that you've got to do so many of these things you know like you've got to collect all the crystals before you can unlock the the door to the castle mm-hmm. or you know you you have to collect all the pieces to this book that got broken up and it was scattered across the land all those mm-hmm. things that make it interesting because it in a sense ends up being a puzzle and you're just gathering all the pieces together so that's my favorite type of game is, is role-playing games are, are you playing any games right now that are interesting that you want to share yeah actually i've been playing for quite a while star trek online mm-hmm. and the great thing about that is and as with any game, what makes it great is that I can put it down and pick it up at any time. Mm-hmm. It's not something where I have to worry that the crops that I've planted are all going to go bad mm-hmm. or that my villagers are going to get angry and burn the place down. <laughs> um, I can pick it up at any time. And uh, sometimes, actually, the nice thing with Star Trek Online is that you have uh, earned points, basically, because time has passed. So, mm-hmm. and um, you can. Uh, exchange things like you get these energy credits is what they call them okay Uh you can turn it into basically cash for the game and you could buy things uh another thing that's nice on the game is that you have like these um these uh, courses that you can send your characters through you can give Uh them training Uh you know as part of the game uh, time has to pass in order for them to finish the training. Well, if I haven't played the game for a couple of days, they've finished that training and they're ready for more. <laughs> you know, Star Trek Online is my favorite, but I have a couple of games that I bought I've been meaning to play. One of them is called Elder Scrolls, which is a uh, mm. installment in the Skyrim series. And I actually know next to nothing about it other than it's supposed to be an epic role-playing game. Mm-hmm. And then another one that I have been meaning to play that I have a copy of is called Mass Effect Andromeda. And that is basically set in space. 
and sort of like Metroid, which was a long-running game in the Nintendo world, where you're this character that's going to outer space to fight some sort of um, alien infection or invasion. This is the latest and greatest in that theme of story, where you're playing this character who has a spaceship, and you're riding or tra- traveling around in a suit, and you ha- you get to fight the bad guys who are not only bad guys but they're aliens. So mm. uh, that's that's on my my list to to play next. And Metroid, besides Legend of Zelda, actually was one of my favorite series. I, I know you said that it's been a while since you've played the game, Princess, mm-hmm. but uh, what is your favorite that you've been playing um there is a game that i have on my phone it's called if you want to call it a game it's called covet fashion i mean Mm -hmm. it is a game but it's uh basically a a dress-up game but it's more realistic um the models are a little bit more lifelike it's not like it's it's not too cartoonish you have different challenges and the great thing about this game is they've introduced various sizes and shapes and uh, models too. So it's not just these thick, thin, you know, supermodel types. Um, you can have larger models if you want. You can have, um, you know, even small, like petite models. Um, so that's one of the th- fun things that I like about this game. Also, it uses um, real fashion designers. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not just like made up kind of clothing. It's like um, actual legitimate, like you can buy the items that you're dressing your model with. You know, they have different um, challenges where they tell you, um, they give you like a an example of a situation. You have to dress someone up for, um, you know, attending a friend's baby shower or something like that. And you might have to wear, you know, an item by a specific designer and, you know, challenges like that. And then you get to vote on other members' looks. They do a side-by-side comparison and you go through and you you earn um, tickets so that you can enter future challenges. And then if, you know, however many points you get, you earn different prizes to add to your virtual closet. Oh, and what's the game called again? It's called Covet Fashion. And do you play it on your phone or on a computer? Um, On your phone. Covet Fashion is available both on iPhone and Android. It is. Mm -hmm. So that brings us to a close. So we want to thank you for joining us. The Princess and I have another special episode coming up. In a couple of weeks, we're going to sit down with a favorite guest of the show. You'll have to tune in to find out who, but we're going to talk about a British sitcom. So uh, get your cup of tea ready and your biscuits. (laughs) Thank you for listening to The Far Away Nearby. You can find this show wherever you listen to podcasts. Find our fan page on Facebook and our companion blog on Tumblr. Email us at tfnpodcast at gmail.com. Tweet us at tfndj and text or leave a message at 720-230-6919. Unified. Unique. Voices. Unified. Unique. Voices. A network of inclusion. Univazpods.net